writers, game masters, and creatives to the World Builders Tavern. Today we are talking about The Hunger Games. If you are not familiar with The Hunger Games, A, you have been living under a rock, and B, consider to yourself spoiler warned. We are going to be no holds barred talking about this series, both the movies and the books. So grab an ale and pull up a chair. I'm Emma, your friendly neighborhood barkeep, along with Allison. Hello. And Christiana. Hi. We are so happy to have you here. Cheers. Cheers. I actually hate the phrase, you must be living under a rock, <laughs> because I'm like, like, not ever, ever, no, everyone hasn't seen everything, like, even if yeah. it's super, super popular. Um, I like that with pop music. I discovered Shawn <laughs> Mendes four months ago. Yeah. And someone was like, oh. you don't know who Shawn Mendes is? It's actually one of my direct reports is literally, like, just turned 21 and she was like you don't know who sean mendez is and i was like no i, li- <laughs> I listen to metal why would i yeah. know who sean mendez <laughs> i know like what well, yeah i don't know uh so yeah. just 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 in case no shame if you have never read or seen the hunger games that's yes. fine although i expect you will have if you're listening to this episode yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean there's also nothing wrong with living under rocks rocks are great cozy places um it's just a different they reality. protect us yeah we especially if we were in the hunger games yeah i would, I would love to live rock. under a rock <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, yeah. so for a little bit of background for those of our listeners who may not be familiar with the series uh the hunger games trilogy it takes place in an unspecified future time in the dystopian post-apocalyptic nation of panem which is located somewhere in north america the country consists of a wealthy capital city surrounded by 12 originally 13 poorer districts which are then ruled by the capital the capital is lavishly rich and technologically advanced but the districts are in varying states of poverty as punishment for a past rebellion against the capital in which District 13 was destroyed, one boy and one girl from each of the 12 remaining districts between the ages of 12 and 18 are selected by lottery to compete in an annual, compulsory, televised battle royale death match called the Hunger Games. The purposes of the Hunger Games are to provide entertainment for the capital and to remind the districts of the capital's power and its lack of remorse or forgiveness for the failed rebellion of the current competitor's ancestors. It's bleak. It is a bleak world. <laughs> it definitely is. We um, have talked about so many dystopians this this <laughs> season. I feel like yeah, dystopias yeah. are fun. <laughs> we'll have to pick like a what's the opposite of utopia? Uh, yeah, utopia. <laughs> but I think maybe it's because the current state of the world, we're all mm. like, this is relatable. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Unfortunately, it's familiar. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so the reason we decided to talk about the Hunger Games is because it's been having quite a revival on social media, apparently. Uh-huh. Gianna, do you want to talk especially, about it? Yeah, I could talk about it, especially on TikTok. If you exist on hashtag, that's so um, <laughs> millennial of me, Gen Zs will be like, terrible. Um, so hashtag book talk, um, but it is very popular in the kind of book and science fiction and fantasy community on TikTok right now. It's having like a huge revival. Um, I know there's a new book coming out, the the movie. Ballad of it's a new movie, so it's it's the it, movie movies. of the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're doing a movie about that horrible book. Yeah, I yes. did not like it. 
I mean, I, I, I never, didn't even I never read it. it. I never read I it. I tried to. I didn't oh. read it. Yeah, so I can't comment. Um, but I know that movie is coming out. But also, I think it makes sense because the series is so much about the evils of capitalism and as we're entering a recession and as we're entering all mm. these things, like um, being, even though I'm, I'll be 29 in two weeks and I work a good job and I have a good salary, I could literally never afford a house. Mm. And I think that's kind of like the motivation for a lot of people where they're looking at these things and it kind of like speaks to the anger that a lot of people are feeling right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm not shocked that the hunger games is the thing right now in these kind of versions of TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause it's, yeah. It's, we're it's, analyzing it's unfair political systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And when you talk about TikTok, there's this kind of idea of like being on different sides of a TikTok. So you're like, Oh, I'm on like as a, non-binary person oh i'm on non-binary anxiety disorder tiktok okay. and like people will literally make videos that specific and um hunger games kind of like falls into those categories and makes makes a lot of arguments for each kind of trend in the algorithm and it makes a lot of sense to me that right now that's what's on people's mm -hmm. minds because mm -hmm. it was popular when they were teenagers it was popular when they were young and they were promised the world mm -hmm. and they fell in love with it and then now as adults they're like oh my god I work 40 <laughs> hours a week and I still can't afford a yard uh -huh. that's the thing <laughs> like I can't afford a yard yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We're going to be focusing mostly on the movies for this episode but also talking about the books when it comes up, when it's relevant, because there are some, they it's a pretty good adaption. Like most people are pretty happy with the adaption of the books to the movies. But as with anything, when you're changing mediums, uh, there's going to be differences. Yeah. So when that's um, important, we'll kind of talk about it or if there's cool, because the, the, the books are richer. Like there's a lot of details in yeah. the books that are very um, I, cool. I feel and... like there's just more in the books. Like I think yes. the movies yeah. did pretty good and just kind of condensed what was there. I don't yeah. I don't remember if they did I don't feel like they did anything drastically different. No, they didn't make any they, huge changes. They left out yeah. some details, yeah. which is always kind of what happens. Say, that's it. And it's totally fair. Like a movie versus a book is a yeah. totally different medium. You read yeah. a movie in 8 hours or you read a book. They, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense that they kind of have to cut some things, but there are at least a couple things that they cut where I was like it would have been oh, nice that if felt, that was it. Yeah, yeah, that felt like really important. Yeah. Um, but not enough for me to be like super upset about it. <laughs> storming the storming the capital. It's not Aragon levels of uh, <laughs> yeah. movie terribleness. Yeah. 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 One thing that struck me when watching the movies again was how we're introduced to the world. Like the first scene, rather than focusing on the districts or even our main character Katniss. It's an interview between um, mm -hmm. the host, uh, like the host of the of the televised yeah. Hunger Games, and one of the game makers, which I thought was a mm -hmm. really interesting way of getting into the world. Because a, I think that's almost necessary to make it not seem completely, like like to make it you understand why this would happen. Because it's so it seems so obvious that like well, children fighting to the death is bad. Like how yeah. on earth could this possibly have happened? Like you already have that perspective ingrained. 
So it's kind of showing you, oh, well, this is how it happened. This is the other perspective. This is why these people are interested in it. And it also, I really found it cool as a world builder, the fact that the, the, the story is so meta about building worlds. Like, the game makers literally build worlds. Like, they are building the arenas for people yeah, to fight totally. in. Yeah. Uh, which is very fun. <laughs> very fun. So there's a lot of world building stuff for us to talk about, I think, with this series, for sure. Uh, that's really interesting. I didn't even pick on pick up on that how they chose a different opening because the books jump right in with Katniss and so yes. the movie starting with the the television really just focuses yeah. on like the 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 capitalist consumerist sort of yeah, society the spectacle right off the bat. Mm-hmm. yeah of the it spectacle. all yeah. yeah and I also think that I'm gonna dive into another topic I think the idea of the Hunger Games has been covered a lot of times mm. in different ways. So you have like the movie Battle Royale. Uh, you also have the Netflix series Squid Games. Mm-hmm. You also have the kind of classic, I don't know, maybe it's just the me thing, but I feel like anyone in Canada uh, going through high school had to read The Lottery by Shirley Jackson. Um, Did not. But I didn't have I, to, but okay. I ended up reading it anyway. So yeah. Okay, no <laughs> The Lottery by Shirley Jackson is basically like a town gathers in the town square and you decide who wins the lottery. It's very much the same thing as the reaping, uh, but the winner gets like stoned to death, basically. Oh. Um, and it's like a really deep thing. And I think why I connect those two stories so much together is because I had literally the Hunger Games came out while I was in high school and I had literally just been forced to read the lottery (laughs) in (laughs) high school English class. And I was like, okay, this is an expansion on that idea. Um, But you also think of things like as a horror movie fan, Battle Royale. And like I said, more recently, uh, Squid Games, things like that, like the concept of people being forced to fight against each other to survive Mm -hmm. or being like randomly selected for sacrifice. That's not like a super new concept in literature. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had like gladiators from. Yeah, exactly. Like doing ages ago and the movie gladiators are great. uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, it's not like a super new concept, but they took it so much further because all of those other stories just cover the fact that it's happening, not why it's happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what really set Hunger Games apart is that they they took the time to explore. Okay. So this is happening. There's a lottery. Someone has decided they have to fight to the death. That's not a new concept, but why do they have to do that? Mm-hmm. And they really expanded on that. And I think that was the thing that made it so interesting to me. Yeah. And there's, I mean, world building lesson number one that we can learn from the hunger games is you don't have to be super paranoid about your idea being new yeah there are like it's 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 a it's a like well-known thing that people repeat and like there are no new stories there are no new ideas there are no new worlds so don't worry about it like don't commit plagiarism like that's that's a different thing (laughs) yeah but also (laughs) you you don't have to be worried about coming up with something completely new because 
you can just take something and put a twist on it. And even by nature of you being a new person talking about it, it's going to be different. Like your perspective will already change it. So yeah, just make it, take it in a different direction. Every author brings a new narrative and they might focus on different things like squid games, like really focused on the games versus the lottery focused kind of on like the moment of what the hunger games would call the reaping. Mm. versus the hunger game focused on the political motivation to actually do that thing yeah right but when you like really break it down it's all like kids fighting to the death (laughs) the same thing yeah Yeah. it's just people fighting to the death that's it yep well it's interesting because suzanne collins really like figured out a structure that worked and just repeated that in all three books which mm. I remember when I read it for the first time, the series for the first time as a teenager, I was kind of annoyed with that. Cause like <laughs> I read the first book and I was like, Oh, this is really cool. This is really good. I'm into the characters. I'm into the story. And I picked up the second book and I was expecting something different. Like, I don't know, Katniss in the Capitol figuring out how to take down a government, but then it was just the hunger games all over again with, mm. with some twists. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the third it was book, just the quarter quell, yeah. Instead of regular Hunger Games, yeah. And the third book does the same thing. It's not a Hunger Games, but it's like it's kind kind of is like they're going through all these traps and mm. things. That the mm-hmm. Yeah, they're dropped into the capital and world. having yeah. to fight through. Yeah, and so I was a little bit annoyed with that. I remember because I was like, I wanted something different. <laughs> this isn't how I yeah. would have done it, you know? And then, <laughs> and then reading it now, I'm like, it, it works just fine. Um, you know, it is what it is. If mm-hmm. you like this, you're going to get more if you mm-hmm. read yeah. all three of them. Yeah. And that also works for the story that she is telling because yeah. it is the same thing happening over and over again, right? Like these games yeah, that's happen kind over of and over issue. again. Exactly. Yeah, the, the yeah. oppression happens over and over again until something changes. And then, yeah. you know, it goes a little bit different. So, Yeah. Um, I think that obviously the, a big theme in the world and in the story of Hunger Games is um, sort of capitalism and that whole yeah. political yeah. thing. I was um, thinking about that earlier because um, one of my favorite scenes, I think it it's either in the first or the second book, um, where Katniss and Peter are in the Capitol kind of for the first time and they're like schmoozing with other mm. capital people yeah. at a party mm. pre um, the first games when they're getting set up so. as tributes. Yeah, quarter quell. I think this might happen in the second movie though. I think they might have changed yeah. it in the movies. Mm. Um, but they're eating food and they're like trying all the different food and loving yeah. it because they're not used to having so much food. And then they're full, and someone comes up to them and is like, "Oh, you're full here. Like, drink this." And they're like, "Why?" And they're like, "Well, it'll make you throw up." And then, then you, you can, can eat, eat more. more. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. just remember reading that and just being so disgusted and mm-hmm. just being like, yeah, this is, I don't know if capitalism is the right term or consumerism, maybe. Well, those kind of go hand in hand, right? Like yeah. that's the whole capitalistic say, model is think, built on consuming. Yeah. To yeah. I, was, I was talking to my husband about this earlier and he's like, oh yeah, did you know that they had, like they used to do this in old 
oh, what was it? Rome, Rome? vomitoriums. Yeah, vomitoriums. Yeah, vomitoriums. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, and I'm like, what? This is yeah. actually this actually happened. That's yep, you'd have awful. a feather that you would make yourself throw up with. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so and yeah, and fun fact, actually, a good way to poison someone is not to is to poison their food, but then also poison their vomit feather, so that if they noticed oh it was goodness. poison and they went to throw it up, they'd actually just like repoison themselves. Doesn't work so well now because people don't do that, but in ancient Rome. Great there you go. If you're setting your world <laughs> oh in ancient Rome, and uh, yes. now you have a murder vomit uh, feather weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not to be too punny. I'm gagged. <laughs> I did not know that. That's, that's gross. Yeah. That's horrible. It's. Mm-hmm. I just remember really being impacted by that scene, and every time I mm-hmm. watch it, I'm just like, what yeah. a what a great metaphor for like. Yeah society capitalist society and the inequalities between the rich and the poor and it just makes me think of our own world because Mm -hmm. that same thing exists and it makes me sad yeah Yeah, i think that's one thing that the hunger games does perfectly is that they encapsulate this kind of disconnect between rich and poor Mm-hmm. Where, like, how many rich people will spend, this is me going on a rant about capitalism and <laughs> about why I hate it, um, but how many super ultra rich people will spend a million dollars opening a new wing for an art gallery instead of spending a million dollars feeding people yeah. in their cities? Mm-hmm. Right? Like or even they, spend a million like dollars that. on a private plane or like, you know, even less altruistic even than like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like it's like pe- some of these ultra rich people will just like toss money away on dumb stuff like hosting a dinner and then having like epic. What is it? Epicat or something like that. Epicac. Is like the medic. Epicac. Yeah. It's the medication that'll make you throw up kind yep. of thing. Um, how many people are spending a million dollars on aesthetic instead of spending a million dollars feeding the empty bellies? Yep. Right. Yeah. No, and and I think that that's a really like an like world built like because that is a moment of world building. Like you know, someone yeah, it using is. using something to make themselves throw up. Like yes, that's a character interaction, but it's a facet of the world. So like, what yeah. an amazing like. Collins is fantastic at capturing her theme. She has a really good yeah. idea of what her theme is, and that is played mm-hmm. out in like every part of her world building. Mm-hmm. And also like the the way that she builds her world is she took something that is in our real world as subtext, which is the rich profit and they make all of us fight each other for scraps, <laughs> and she makes yeah. it explicit. Like in this, it's not just subtext, they're not just like economically fighting for jobs up there, yeah. literally fighting to the death. So you know, that could be a good way to get inspiration for your world or for your plot is to look for something that's subtext and like, what would this look like if it were text, if it were explicit, if this yeah. were played out to its most dramatic end? Um, inspiration's I, everywhere. <laughs> I want to guess that the world came first and the characters came out of that. I don't know that for sure. I would, I would, I would think so. Um, Snow is such a good villain because he's mm. really encapsulated by the society so like just wants to keep things status quo because he's on top and i think Mm -hmm. that's just a really terrifying villain yeah but that's also so many people in power right now yeah Mm -hmm. right and like i think that's 
here's me going on a big political rant. Um, <laughs> I think so many Christiana's people... Christian going to be starting their own rant podcast. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's me. I worked in government for 12 to for 10 years. I have like big feelings. Um, I think so many people start out with, here's what I want to change. How can I change it? And then they run for office and then they quickly fall into the kind of more nefarious side of politics Hmm. right where it's more like oh if i make this trade if i sell myself out in this angle that means i can help people in this other angle Mm -hmm. and like that kind of thing and i feel like the kind of vibe i got from snow is that he maybe started out like that where he was like i just want people to stop killing each other What do I have to do to do that? And at first it was understanding each other, building relationships, creating peace. And then eventually it became, I will just like make a bunch of teenagers strangle each other. (laughs) If it means no one will fight each other, right? Like it, like it escalates really quickly. I mean, this is the 70. Fifth, fifth, seventy fifth, yeah. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been the one to come up with it. Yeah, yeah, wasn't the one that started it. But he's also the one who is kind of like the puppet master of the games to some extent. Yes, see him um, with the other game masters throughout the series. He's kind of trying to motivate it, saying, "I want Katniss Everdeen dead." Yeah, because Katniss Everdeen represents hope, and hope means. Yep. revolution and revolution means people dead and revolution means being mm-hmm. like means war and all these things i'm not saying he's not the most evil person <laughs> because he is absolutely the most evil person yeah um but i think it can almost kind of see his his trajectory interesting and i think that's what makes him such a good villain is yeah. because that at first it was let's not fight let's work together let's not fight we'll quell down any kind of opposition let's not fight i will kill any opposition mm-hmm. let's not fight i'll make you guys fight each other kind of thing like i can almost see i could yeah like i said i can almost see the trajectory of it interesting which makes it more believable and infinitely more evil Hmm. To me, sometimes when someone's like, I'm going to raise the volcano and blow up your whole town, you're just like, okay, Hmm. but why would would you do that? I had a completely different read on Snow. Like, I do not see him as ever having had altruistic views. And granted, so I haven't read A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which I know is more focused on Snow's, like, rise. So that could be, like, but from The Hunger Games, I... I have a hard time believing he was anything ever other than, like, I want to be in power. I want to hold all the cards. From what I remember about the little bit that I read of the prequel, I think he does. I don't think he's a bad person at the beginning when he's a young Mm. man. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it might be more along the lines of what Christiana is saying. And it would be hard to write a novel from the perspective of someone who is just evil as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, but I think that's a really good metaphor for like politics in general. Like often you can go in with the best intentions, 
it feels like people go in with these ideals and then they it, the system is just set up in such a way that it you'll just fail like somehow yeah. um mm -hmm. one way or another you know you'll get corrupted or you'll have to sacrifice something yeah. here to do something good here and and so i think that's uh, a really good metaphor for maybe what happened to snow <laughs> yeah i think politics is kind of like uh i don't know but is he, he a politician? The best like he there's, is. I mean, he's, he's, I, know, I know he's in. He, well, yeah, right, but like, there's no. It's not like there's voting. Like, I like he's a dictator, right? Like, but it's yeah. not like he's like really trying to schmooze or is the head of a political party that's like needs to yeah. get votes you or anything. See, you would like, even inside of an evil party. Let's pretend the the people putting the person in control is absolutely evil. Mm. Um. If you were a good person, if you were someone who was like, I want to protect people, I want to make things right, I'm going to be the guy on the inside. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play double agent. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to schmooze the right people. I'm going to get in control. And then I'm going to make all these changes. But how much would that journey change you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's kind of how I view it, right? Where like, even if it's not democratic, there could be someone who enters this realm, this political realm, and is like, I want to really change things. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm just going to like play the part. <laughs> I'm going to play the part until I get to where I need to be. Um, how long will you play the part until it becomes your true self? Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of maybe where I view mm. Snow. Mm -hmm. yep. Where it's like he was playing the game long enough, he became a pawn. Hmm. Interesting. I'm still, I'm still gonna disagree. I don't really see that for him. Like, I, I no. think that yeah, he's that's fair. But I still find him to be, even with that perspective, I still find him to be a very compelling villain. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just because he is so ruthless, and he's actually like a, he's a relatively smart villain. Like a lot of the times, you see yeah. villains who are just they, they. You know, they're too egomaniacal. They make stupid decisions. They, mm -hmm. you know, explain their planes, plans to James Bonds for 20 minutes and then just escapes, right? <laughs> Whereas Snow is legitimately frightening because he is a legitimate threat. He holds all of the yeah. power. He does not care about anybody. He will do whatever it takes. And he probably can because he's smart and he's, we see him a step ahead yeah. of Katniss for most of the games, yeah, which he, is scary. He holds his cards close to his chest. Mm-hmm kind of thing which is definitely outside of the kind of trope that we see with most villains where they're like i have you now bond speak or die <laughs> kind of thing, yeah so and he knows the game that he's playing it's kind of like game of thrones where it's like that you know you play the game and you win or you, like yeah. he knows the game he knows that the game is if katniss gets too much support the people will rebel because she's a simple yep. like he knows what the stakes are and, and how that's going to come about. Oh, I love how in the books it's so much more subtle, the interactions Katniss mm. has with Snow. Like, in the yeah. movies, you can't yeah. quite pull that off, so they it's way more obvious. But, like, in the book, sometimes she just, like, reads his expression or, like, sees him, like, mm -hmm. nod or mm -hmm. shake his head, and she's mm -hmm. like, oh, dear, I, you know, that means this. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's one scene. This is, mind you, this is, I haven't read them for a long time. Um, but the she describes him as kind of having like a distant look in his eyes, mm. I guess. 
And I'm like, even that, I'm like, oh, he's checked out. Mm, yeah. He doesn't, like, he doesn't care what Katniss is <laughs> yeah. saying. So another really cool thing about the Hunger Games world building is how there, how every character reacts a little bit differently to this society. Mm. So we have Snow, who's like on the top. Um, then it's really neat to see. Um, so other characters within the capital um, some of them are just like, I don't know if pawn is the right word. Uh, they don't do anything. So they're not doing anything wrong. Like they're not the ones murdering people, but they're Complicit. also not doing anything to stop mm -hmm. the murders. And I feel like um, Katniss's prep team is a really good example of that. Like mm -hmm. her, um, they're, I forget the hair and makeup. Are. Yeah, the hair and makeup. Who are not in the movie. Not Sina's Effie. in the movie. Yeah. Um, Effie doesn't do her makeup, but the. No. Yeah, Octavia they're not in the movies. And, uh, her prep team are sort of like really oblivious. They are just excited about the games. They love Katniss in their own way. Um, and Effie's a little bit similar to that. Like she doesn't quite understand, uh, at least at first, what's mm -hmm. going yeah. on. You know, like, like it's she's... an honor to be in the games. You should be excited. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, very much into fashion and appearance and all the weird hair colors and makeup and stuff, which the movies does such an awesome job of. Yes. Yeah. And then you have uh, Cinna, who grew up in the capital as well. Just, uh, just like all these other characters. And yet his perspective is very different. Like he actually helps Katniss um, and does something that causes him to be, does he get killed? Can't yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He gets killed for it. Um, and then you have the people who did not grow up in the capital, like Katniss, who just wants to survive. She doesn't care about yeah. any of mm -hmm. this capitalist nonsense. She just wants her and her family to live. Mm -hmm. Then you have Gail, who's, uh, no, we need to fight. We have to make this right. We have to not just survive. I... Okay, I'm gonna quickly interject to say yes, go for it. a lot of people on TikTok are calling Gail the Prim Reaper. <laughs> which is, I love it. Horrible. It's so horrible. It. So it's clever. so sad. Yeah. But also so funny. <laughs> Every time I see a TikTok about it, I'm like, yeah. I shouldn't laugh. That's, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I was done. I was pretty much yeah. done. I just you wanted also, to... And then yeah. there's also the people from the districts who are still more allies of the capital, like districts one and two, which have more, yep. like, they're closer mm -hmm. to the capital. They're treated better by the capital. They have that proximity yeah. to wealth and privilege where they're like, no, we also like the games because we're going to kill all of you and we're going to win. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's very strong world, world building. It makes your world feel a lot more real when your characters have different perspectives on things. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like, oh, mm -hmm. this historical event happened and we all feel like the exact same way about exactly. it. It's, yeah. this thing yeah. happened and we all feel differently. Uh, which adds <laughs> yeah. a lot of realism to your world, for sure. And we all are in different social and economic statuses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which also affects our opinion of, what, yeah. of this society. Yeah, it's almost thinking about it as, you're, yes, you're creating one world, but each of your characters have their own little world inside of that world. Yeah. And it's building each of those individual worlds and how that impacts your characters. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, start off with your big world, the big world being they're all fighting to the death in the capital. And then, well, what's the world like for Katniss? What's her world? What's mm -hmm. Effie's world? What's Snow's mm -hmm. world? 
and then they all interact and and also the motivation like i think that motivation is like a really big part of the series where like why is the capital hosting the hunger games Mm -hmm. it's because they had an uprising previously kind of thing that's their motivation why is katniss participating in the hunger games it's because her sister prim was going to be a part of the hunger games like motivation is a really really big thing for characters and also a big thing for stories in general Mm -hmm. and worlds in general totally yeah that's really interesting because there's no way katniss would have volunteered for anyone else no um, yeah except her priorities her family and like that's it yeah that's that's what she cares about Yeah. yeah yeah I feel like we could talk about this for another hour. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think this is a good time to go do our proprietor's pick. Um, I had a lot of fun trying to find a comp for the Hunger Games because um, YA Dystopian kind of had its field day during the time of the Hunger Games and it's not really as big anymore. Yeah. Um, but the book cough, I found... Cough, cough. Divergence. Yeah, yeah. Maze oh, Runner. Uh... Yeah, Divergent Maze Runner. There was yeah. a whole bunch of stuff and at that time. And to be fair, I gobbled up all those books at mm-hmm. that time. So, yeah. you know, not opposed. <laughs> so the book I found is called The 10% Thief. Love this title, by the way. How fun is that? Yeah. Uh, by Lavanya Lakshminarayan. And I'm sorry if I butchered that name. Um, I tried to look up a phonetic pronunciation and I couldn't find one. So it will have already come out when this episode airs on March 28th, 2021. So you can wait, 2021. That should be 2023. Sorry. (laughs) Um, And the synopsis reads, welcome to Apex City, formerly Bangalore. Here, technology is the key to survival. Productivity is power. And even the self must be engineered for the only noble goal in life success everything is decided by the mathematically perfect bell curve with the right image values and opinions you can ascend to the glittering heights of the 10 percent the virtual elite and have the world at your feet the less fortunate struggle among the workaday 70 percent or fall to the precarious 20 percent and below that lies deportation to the ranks of the analogs with no access to electricity running water or even humanity the system has no flaws and cannot be questioned until a single daring theft sets events in motion that will change the city forever. So this sounds, sounds really great. fun to me and just kind of yeah. picked up on some of those like capitalist sort of unfair society themes from the Hunger yeah. Games. And who doesn't um, love when math is the villain? Right? <laughs> villain is math, I feel. So that speaks to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Another one for the to-be-read pile. I know. Like, I already yeah. added it to mine. So um, <laughs> if you read The 10% Thief, please, like, tweet at us or um, yeah, send mm-hmm. us your TikTok video or whatever and let us know what you thought. We want to know how it is. amazing. Absolutely. Uh, and with that, I think we're at last call. So we are going to finish up with some concluding questions or thoughts for you world builders to take out with you your stories. Allie, what do you got for us? I will just reiterate that you can plan out how your characters react to your world society in different ways. 
So consider how they might feel or think differently based on their economic status, based on their social status, and even people of the same statuses like Gail and Katniss might have very differing opinions about either what they think or about how they will choose to react to the society that they're in, the unfair Mm -hmm. capitalist dystopian society. Yeah, break out those smaller worlds. Great question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you a little world building exercise, which is to take the central premise of a world that you like, like the Mm. Hunger Games, where you have to fight to the death, and then give it a twist. Just make it a little bit different. Uh, I think that's a really good way to think about world building and to kind of, if you're feeling stuck, you don't know where to start, just take an old idea and put a spin on it. And if you do that, let us know what your spin was. Send us a tweet or an email or a TikTok. That's a great point, Emma. And I'm going to kind of build off of that what is the motivation for your major plot point it's easy to write a short story like the lottery or a movie like battle royale or a book series like the hunger games where ultimately kind of the idea is people are randomly selected for death right but all three of those stories are so wildly different So even if you have an idea of people crash landing on a planet, there's a million stories about people crash landing on a planet. What is the motivation? Why did people go to that planet? What is motivating them to try to survive on that planet? Motivation is such an important thing to think about. And in the Hunger Games, it is political. So Yeah, keep asking why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is a great like, be a toddler when you're world building? Why, 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 why? Pretend you have a four year old right yeah. beside you the entire time going, but why? But why? But why? But why? <laughs> uh, some great exercises, thoughts, and questions for you to ponder while you go off and build your own world. Uh, but with that, it is closing time. Thank you so much for joining us at the Tavern. We hope that you are enjoying this Hunger Games renaissance as much as we are. And we hope to serve you here again soon. But for now, you got to scram. Bye. See ya. Get out of here. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> I was going to whistle the Mockingjay too, but I don't remember what it is. There we go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>